Hello, hello. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Plumbers of Data Science. Um, today without intro, because I was super late. Somehow, um, YouTube didn't let me start the stream. I don't know, I had to refresh the site and so on. So, yeah, today we are... Hi, Nick. Welcome. Um, today we are going to look into Pinterest. Um, yeah, I have found a lot of interesting stuff on Pinterest. Um, there are some slides from SlideShare, but the main um, the main resource today is from Medium. Uh, I'm more and more impressed uh, how many companies are putting their stuff on Medium, and it's it's super. I, I mean, I I'm impressed. I'm what I'm thinking is um, that they that they want to get um, they want to get engineers from putting out information of what they're doing, and this might help them. Um, Get good people. Um, yeah, Nick, it's a live stream today. Uh, you're the only one watching, I guess. <laughs> oh no, they're coming more. Um, okay, hi guys, welcome to today's stream. Uh, we're going to look at Pinterest. Uh, so let's dive right in. Um, Let's dive right in. Just let me just quickly organize here the slides. No, this is wrong. Um, this here. This is what I need. Okay, so um, again, Pinterest they have a an engineering block on Medium, which I find um, quite good. It's totally worth watching, uh, worth checking out. Um, by the way. As always, I'm going to put all the links to the resources we are, we are looking at in the description after the stream. So um, you can check out in detail uh, stuff that uh, that we're going over here. As always, we're going to skip uh, a lot of stuff because otherwise these streams would take three or four hours. So you have the time. Um, to watch the stuff. Yeah, the first thing... Um, Let's maybe quickly, uh, if, if you guys don't really know what uh, Pinterest is all about, um, let me just get up Pinterest here for a second. Um, okay. So the idea is with Pinterest that you're searching for, uh, that it's Pinterest is very visualized, uh, visually, um, social media platform and the idea here is you search for stuff and then you pin it onto some some pin boards that you have so um now this is usually i, I look at it on the uh, on the mobile device so i don't really um, don't really i'm not really familiar with the with the uh, ui from the from desktop um, so usually you, what you can do is you can go and look something um, and then you can um, you can pin this to one of your pin walls. So I have a few pin walls here. I think it's called pin walls. And you can uh, pin them to your wall. And so when someone is going on your and is looking at your pins... Uh, you can have the walls, so um, let's say you have, uh, I have uh, one with Art Deco, so then you can, um, uh, yeah, and then you have uh, this stuff, and you can look at it, you can go to the sides, and so on and so on, so you can uh, pin stuff to your pin wall, you can follow people as always, you can uh, you can do comments and so on. So this is the idea behind um, Pinterest. And 
is a bit different than for instance Instagram where the the pictures that you like or something they um stay on the profile of the one of the the guy that you're that you're uh, that you're liking with Pinterest they appear on your pin walls and so you can do huge um pin walls with a lot of information which I find quite interesting it's more a, a system to collect stuff yeah and so the first thing that we're looking at is um they have one from september one uh, art, uh, article from september 28 uh, 2018 building a dynamic and responsive pinterest and this is basically um is a bit of what they're doing and um yeah they have uh uh, data in SQL database and in HBase, so they are using they are using key value stores, and it's taking them very long uh, to query. And so they have a, for instance, this is the following feed. When I when I, yeah, I mean I don't need to describe what following means. Um, so you have the API, and then um, what is this? Follow list, follow service. What? How does that work with the numbering here? So you, you have basically a follower list in the in a MySQL database, and a service that is forwarding to you, and then you can pin stuff from uh, from them, and this goes then into a HBase database. So it's it's pinability. I think this then might be a, a image or something that you can pin. They have a score. Hmm. I, I'm I'm sure they they go further in here. Uh, I want to read all this because this is, is quite boring to to read for you um, here on the stream. Um, Mm -mm. Man, this is not turning out as I was hoping to. Um, this slide here. Um, okay, here you can see another thing that they have built. I'm, I'm guessing this is the... Um, figure 1 is from 2015. So they have, they must have built something new, which then goes here. the The problem I have here is they have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, services and 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 uh, databases they named. Uh, I guess it's it's all proprietary stuff. So this is it's quite hard to um, to uh, follow. Like here, real. Real pin is a highly customized object retrieval system providing yeah, rich data and so on. So this is yeah, they have they they are building uh, stuff and they are renaming it. But basically, as you can see here, for instance, here is a, a Kafka instance. This uh, the this is we have seen a lot of times APIs post into Kafka and then into something like a database feed generator. Yeah, okay. Um, interest feeds, how these work, interest for user, and you have uh, pins for this interest, you're getting them both from HBase, and then you're getting a list, and, and this is then, this is again the smart feed worker, I'm not 100% sure what this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is very recent. So, um, yeah, this is this is a, a, in any case worth diving further, diving further into. Um, yeah, it's very detailed. So this is um, yeah, data storage in aperture. I'm not sure what this aperture is. Uh, RocksDB. This is this is this one here. RockStore. Um, yeah, so, um, 
I I think I need to check this one here a lot closer. Um, anyway, this is the, I I think this uh, is uh, very interesting for getting understanding of what they're doing uh, platform wise. And this is another one. What was that one? Building pin stats. So this is is tied into the first one a bit. Statistics for pins. And this is um, basically how they implemented it. Uh, the statistics. You have your, your mobile phone. And this mobile phone is shooting uh, real-time events. So this can be... Um, I'm, I would say these are API calls here that are coming from the app when you click on stuff. And then uh, what they're doing, they're saying they, they do some online filtering so they don't uh, store all the data that is generated from the device because they don't, uh, they might not need it. And they try to save data because they're, what was that, somewhere here they said 100,000 or more. Uh events per second mm. uh, uh, uh. where was that mm. of course I can't find yeah no approximately a hundred billion events a day um yeah, so a lot, a lot, a lot of data. Um, Dragonfly asks, when you say API calls, where is the call being made from? The call is being made from the mobile device. So when you click, um, you have on this side, you have a, a let's say, a, for instance, a web server, and there is a API running, and the device is... Um, is making calls like JSON calls to the API and uh, delivering data to the API and getting data back from the API. This, uh, I, there is another um, there's another slide we're going to get to this uh, in in is that the next I, I think it's the next slide already uh, the next uh, the next article already. So what they're doing they're filtering filtering it a bit and then it goes into Kafka. And from there, they are uh, writing it into S3. So they are backing up everything. And then um, they have hourly or daily pipelines running, depending on, I guess, depending on the, the type of analytics, the type of statistics you're running. They say MapReduce. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if they still use MapReduce here or if they really used MapReduce. Uh, so they have a, a hourly pipeline and this goes then into storage or a daily pipeline. And this is then shown in the in the statistics for the pin. So it's yeah, this yeah, this Nick says it right. This is basically clickstream. Uh clickstream with your with your thumb or with your with your index finger. Uh, I'm not. What I'm not sure here is why they do filtering. Why why they filter? Why they create more real time events that they basically that they actually need, and then uh, filter them out uh, on the server side or filter them out somewhere. Um, why not concentrate on stuff that you really need, and then you don't need to do the filtering. I'm not sure why this is. Uh, why they're doing it like this. No idea. <clears throat> yeah. So they are doing processing, storage. Yeah. Um, maybe they... Um, yeah, at the same time, online filtering is extremely expensive here yeah, because it can involve various network calls. Increase latency, yes. Um... Maybe there is more information on filtering. There are three hits here. Mm. Yeah, so the, it still doesn't make sense here. Another big challenge was filtering the high volume of events each second so we don't populate our pipelines with data we'll never process. 
why uh, our little one have the baby phone again hmm. let's see if she needs some help um yeah so i'm not 100% sure why they do it like this that they are filtering but this is basically clickstream processing and very simple that you have then the impressions and let's check it check my analytics oh, overview oh okay this didn't work out as I thought. Uh. Okay. So somehow I again need to Yeah. Need to log on. I don't know why. Okay. Um Alright. Another thing here. Um, I just want to just quickly, where was that with the APIs? Hmm. Okay, maybe it was in the, in this slide. Yeah, so, um, Pinterest story of streaming hundreds of terabytes from pins to MySQL, uh, from MySQL to S3 continuously and s3 slash Hadoop. Um, this is a slide from is there a October 2018 from Henry Kell. Um, yeah let's go over this. It this slide is uh, the 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 first part is uh, quite interesting. The other part it gets really into detail and, and without taking a lot of time and and maybe some explanation i found it um uh, hard to hard to understand um hundred billion pins and two b boards okay i don't know uh, so they have a lot of users more than 250 million active monthly users um yeah data driven Okay, personalized recommendations, uh, spam, okay, of course, spam control, uh, search quality, A-B experiments. This was what I uh, said a few streams ago, that they are doing experience with A-B testing and you don't really know that you're one of the test group. Uh, related pins. Data pipeline stats of one petabyte of data per day, uh, 10 million messages per second. That's a lot. Um, 800 billion messages a day. 2,000 Kafka brokers. Um, this is, well, this is a, <laughs> a large setup, I would say. Um, 50,000 client hosts. I'm not sure what they um, specify as client hosts. Uh, then, yeah. Ingestion, online logging, of course, database, snapshots. Uh, 2016 pipeline, this is interesting. Um, so they, basically, they have the app, they have uh, Pinterest services. These are, um, I would say, these are the APIs that we see and that where we interact with. And... These can these don't really need to only be logging APIs. These can also be uh, APIs to share data. To I mean APIs especially for logging, like say Clickstream for user behavior. These can also be very simple APIs um, to get data to the mobile app, and they uh, also log data, and they log the data into Kafka and into real-time consumers. Um, like Spark Streaming, and then uh, into S3, where they are working with Hadoop Spark, Presto TensorFlow. So they are also doing some analytics here, and then they are um, they are doing some backup stuff, local backup from databases. 
this is also going into S3 and then you can you can basically merge it with the data that you're getting live this is how I'm I would say this stuff works here um, can I get this bigger here okay this is a bit better uh, then yeah they have some versions as you can see they have a a sharded database yeah yeah and they ah this is it's a bit on it's not it's not as sharp as i would love to have it um yeah they say hadoop streaming i don't really know what they mean with hadoop streaming so they are doing some dumps and then they are streaming some stuff and they are putting it um, uh, okay this is this would be oh, this uh, I guess is my SQL dump here it goes into Hadoop and then it's uh, it's getting mapped and, and further processed I guess and um, version 2 they have databases uh, these create local CSV backups um, and then they I'm not sure what this tracker thing is here and then they put it into AWS again hmm. let's go further here is there more information so they are they are more or less in in the in the second version they are more or less working with CSV um csv database backups which is actually a good idea that you're that you're then um because csv is super easy to um to manage um so is the sharding keep three copies of the data um usually as i if I remember correctly, with SQL database, when you basis when you do sharding, this it's more or less um, you are you're splitting the the data. So in shard one get some data, shard two gets some other data, and with with I would say within here the the data is replicated, but this is a way of uh, of parallelizing a SQL database. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And so, yeah, yeah, a, a traditional way of of uh, of paralyzing stuff. Um, pain points, <laughs> reliability caused by MySQL hosts hiccup. Okay, so they have some problems with MySQL um, hosts. Pulling over a hundred terabyte data daily, but only a few terabyte changed every day. Yeah, so they they need a, they are processing a lot of data each day, but they um, most of the most of the data doesn't doesn't change, stays the same, and so it's it's basically can you call this cold data? So it's 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 not changing data. It's um yeah. yeah it's hard to exp hard to explain here um i would say this is is more or less than cold data data that that doesn't get changed but data that is uh, is used over and over and over and they have a long latency in this setup so it's 24 hours to um get database backups and then they analyze them i i would say or, or do the backup no not analyze them do the backup from mysql to to s3 or to hadoop um real-time search indexing real-time recommendation engine yeah this okay future uh, then they have a new pipeline data ingestion now um let's go further here um 
So the thing is, what they, uh, as you can see before, bef now it's, hmm, can I, maybe I can show it in the, in the small here. The thing here was that they are, they took the data from the databases and they put it into S3 and then um, remodeled it through processes or f through processing and put it then in a new structure into S3 again so you can analyze it. And in this um, in this new setup, what they are doing is they are doing the backup of the databases through Kafka. So they are they have a Kafka bridge, DB Kafka bridge, where they extracting data from the databases, putting it into Kafka, and then with this, the cool thing is you can put it through your uh, usual pipeline. So if you have a real-time pipeline already running, or you have a, a, a batch processing pipeline running that where you are going to get the data, store it into S3 and then process it with whatever, TensorFlow, um, you can use the database from, uh, the, the use the processing from, or use the, the old data from the databases and put it through the same pipeline and work with it, which is quite interesting. I think, um, but uh, this will then uh, increase, of course, the load on the Kafka. Yeah, Kafka Bridge Maxwell that doesn't uh, ring a bell. Um, this is how the how the how this thing looks. So they are, they, the, here are the shards again. This then end up in a in a binary file, and this file then behind lock trailer thread. So they are mm, okay. So it's, it seems like they are working with some binary data here, and then they are queuing it in memory on the on the node of the replication, the replication node, and then they are producing it asynchronous to Kafka and into the into the topics. For instance, the user topic or the pin topic, which makes sense. Yeah. Motor mill. Okay, they are they are compacting stuff from the databases. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, now it gets super complicated. Uh, I have to admit I haven't looked into this very detailed because it's it's quite detailed. Um, this is getting more. Uh, it's getting even more complicated in the in the slides to come um they have the cool thing is they have here some uh, data life cycle um that's yeah but i have to say this is has <laughs> a lot of information and yeah and maybe uh, you can check this out when you have some more time. I'm just going quickly through it here. Um, if there is something interesting again. There are some nuances with with Kafka. Yeah, um, message order is always a problem um, in in Kafka or, or in in these situations. Um, delivery. Um, yeah, we have we have uh, talked about the me the delivery methods or the the. What's that called? Delivery schemas, delivery options of messages. So at least once delivery, 
um, because uh, but in this case at least once you can have duplicated messages which might not be that good for um, for analytics or for statistics depending on on the uh, on the the error that you might have um, yeah dealing with cluster hiccups yeah this was by the way um, in Dragonfly when I when we talked about how to make sure on Kafka um, if messages are getting uh, received or you can use with producer acknowledge this is uh, this is a a way to um, to tell that Kafka four topics so Yeah, yeah. Nick asks, um, as far as I know, message order is not a problem for Kafka. If topic is not split in partitions, is that right? Yeah, funny thing is we had this discussion at work um, today. And with Kafka and the, the message uh, ordering, I actually, I always thought um, that the that there is another layer that the topic um, is always basically ordered. The thing is, this is uh, actually not true. So the, um, how it's work, of course, it is ordered. If you have a single partition, then it's super easy. But it's um, partitioned. If it's a partition, it's like, if it has like uh, five or six partitions, every partition has its own um, its own offset. And the messages are ordered within the partitions, but not ordered um, over the topic. So if you have one partition that is getting getting bigger, and you have four small partitions, um, the order is not really over the partitions is not really um, the same. So this is it's not that um, it's not that easy. It's not or or, or simple. Um, asked, but why need partitions for the topic then? Uh, you need partitions for the topic so you can write in parallel as quickly as possible and have um, yeah as much parallel processes as you can. Because um, if you write to a single queue, it's you're limited to that single server. If you have four partitions, you can write uh, four partitions in parallel. And if you write into four partitions in parallel, and you have something like Spark, you can have four executors reading from those partitions in parallel. And so this scales, of course, up. Does the producer have to subscribe to a topic before producing the messages into it? Ask Dragonfly, nope. No, producer can can just produce. Producer can just produce and, and send data to it. Um. Yeah, okay. I'm going to um, skip the rest here. You can check the all everything out um, in the in the description after the after the stream, as I said. Uh yeah. Another thing that I found interesting and I have this is a this is a, a super basic post. Uh, it's from twenty sixteen, but it's still valid and I, I find it interesting um that people are yeah having problems or or uh, don't f know exactly what auto scaling is so uh, just a quick uh, interest a uh, quick overview of auto scaling the problem is when you uh, let's say you have a hardware cluster or you have a, a usual system your your platform is going to uh, load wise it's going to go through cycles and um, what they say here, a typical traffic pattern for one of our services. So this could be, for instance, a day. It starts at night. This is, uh, let's say, this is the morning. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is at lunchtime, and this is these these are the evenings, and then you're going back into night, and so you have a a uneven distribution of your load on the systems 
uh, one way to uh, handle this is you're you're looking at the peaks and then you're um you're buying as much hardware and setting up as much as many systems so you can survive these peaks and you, your your system works very good during these peaks um but as you can imagine this is not very optimal in terms of costs <laughs> because you are most of the time you don't need this peak performance and so what you want to do is you have you want to have load balancing that is scaling up basically the instances um how this works is um let me just uh, so you ha you have a you have some instances and now the load is getting is getting super high and um you're watching basically you have a metric system and you're watching the the whole platform uh, or you're watching those servers let's say those are the api servers where that is that are serving the serving the um just a second guys guys I need to take a quick break here and uh, look at one of our childs I'm guessing she's not really sleeping that good I'm, I'm back in hopefully a minute I'm, I'm leaving you guys uh on your own uh, do you want to have the music on or should i should i keep it silent now uh, the delay i'm going to keep it silent all right i'm back i'm back um yeah let's see how this goes um if it doesn't work we need to cut the stream for today um where were we where were we we were at yeah building an auto scaling group the idea here is you have your servers here and um, these are maybe uh, APIs and those APIs they are serving the apps and the more the higher the load so the more people are working on their phone the higher the load is getting on those apps and um, you have some metric system that are that are getting uh, into or getting measured by CloudWatch and at some point uh, what is going to happen is that a scale up alarm is triggered and when this is triggered um, let's say you have two in this case you would have two servers here a scaling up is triggered so it's scaled up so it launches another instance of your of your web server and from this point on you have three and then you're working with those three servers and at some point um, the basically here at some point, the threshold here gets uh, gets uh, or is is triggering another alarm, and it's telling the system to scale down. So it will um, remove a instance from those three. So graceful shutdown, terminate, and then you are going to end up again with two instances. And in this way, uh, you are very um, very flexible with your with your setup you can um, cope very good with high loads with uh, with with peaks in your in your system and it's very cost efficient so um, what you're going to then this is this was was this an old i think this is how how such a thing works Mm, yeah they 
in in this case what they are also doing they are um, they are having a different auto scaling group for different aws instances so they have a on demand uh, group and they have a spot instance uh, group and they are scaling them basically um scaling them basically Uh, independently. Um, Dragonfly uh, asks, uh, Andreas, are you currently working with cloud systems? Uh, yes and no. Um, I'm working with cloud systems, but I'm not, uh, I'm working on a private cloud. Um, I'm not working with, uh, with Amazon for instance, or with Google. What I'm, where I'm working with Amazon is, for instance, on my blog. My blog, underscreds.com, uh, this is a blog that I have set or set up on AWS. So it's a, it's an EC2 instance, I'm running uh, WordPress on it, and so on. So, there I have some experience with, with uh, AWS, but to be honest, this is, is not really rocket science. So, um, I'm sure the 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 devil is in the details, but most of the things is is not that hard. Um, Amazon auto scaling looks like Kubernetes conceptually ended. Yeah, it's um, gee, I wonder what's behind this this service. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm guessing they are running such a system in the background, heavily modified. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a here's an overview of um, how this how they how they uh, basically managed or how they improved. So. CPU uh, utilization um, in their case here is basically um, f a flat curve. It's it's basically as here you can see the auto scaling is really working, and you can see the the group size also interesting. So you're starting uh, this are the evenings. You're starting high in the evenings, and then. Around twelve at midnight, it's going, it's going down and down and down. So the groups, the auto scaling, scales back the instances, and then in the morning, um, the instances get um, again scaled up until around what is that? Two o'clock, or yeah, yeah, twelve o'clock, and then uh, throughout the day they stay high, and so they achieve a, a quite good CPU utilization. So this is what you do with auto scaling. And it's this is that this totally makes sense. And this is a, a very a, a upside of, of having such a of being a, a on on for instance AWS where you have this built in you don't need to uh, set up a kubernetes system and you don't need to uh, dockerize everything and and so on so yeah this is is quite nice what, what was that here um health checks okay doesn't matter okay um yeah now another thing that was that i found interesting um, this is less a of a of a technical stuff, but what they are what they are also doing, uh, building real time user action counting system for ads. Um, I always asked uh, or questioned how how do ads get get uh, delivered to you and basically or or selected and basically what they are. What they're doing here is they you have the front end and you're viewing that page and the front end makes an ad request and this uh, then uh, here's a point candidate retrieval so they have an ad inventory and through a, a clever process they are uh, 
basically retrieving ads and selecting the ads that are maybe worth for you. And then they select winners and those winners that then get added to the front end. And if you click on that, so again, Nick, Clickstream, um, if you click on that ad, it generates an action event that goes to a logging server and from that into Kafka and then into Aperture, which is uh, for, uh, yeah, for viewing then the data. Yeah, and here are also getting counts. The, the winners are also counted. So you can see um, how many, uh, how many winners do you have? Or how what gets gets uh, or what ad wins the most and is it getting clicked? You can then uh, compare those two together. So yeah, this is it's interesting. They have some what is that uh, some approaches on how to do this client side uh, events counting, independent counting service. Some okay comparison between the two. Um, yeah, storage schemas, query languages. Yeah, I mean, uh, I for me the the main thing here was the was this clickstream thing. That is interesting. Of course, this he, this here is where the where the actual where the where the how is that called the Uh, the IP, the intellectual property lies. Having an ad inventory, um, selecting the right ads for the for the user, and then letting them run, and and then of course tracking the whole thing where you need um, pipelines for. Yeah, another thing was um, databases. They have a database called Goku. I just uh, I haven't really. Um, looked into this this is just uh, as an as an thing for you um if you are into a time series database goku follows open time series database model so this is a a um, interesting thing if you are into these models and if you want to um if you want to get into time series database they say um latency is very low with uh, less hosts and so on. So, yeah. What's next? Okay, this. Mm, I'm not 100% sure here. So, I just want to show you Goku. This might be interesting if you're into um, time series databases. Um, why did I select this one? As you can see, you can find a lot of stuff just on medium um, and Nick asks guys what is the clickstream template here and what is the best clickstream template maybe I can add new features to my current template um, template template to use clickstream um yeah one thing let, let's go back to the to the pipeline stuff what was that um Was it this? This is this is. Uh, I, I mean, this is basically the same. Um, I mean, you, you should look into two things. W what do you want to do? Do you want to uh, do real time processing, and or you need two templates more or less for real time processing, for streaming and for batch processing. And as you can see, one thing that we can see over and over and over is that. You have an API, you have something that is um, 
collecting data from the client or, or that is communicating with the client and that is locking data into the Kafka uh, into Kafka stream. And from there, you are connecting um, a analytics engine or a, a framework. And most of the people use Spark here, but um, as you can, as you might remember from a few streams back, you can also use uh, what was that all we've been looking at? Um, Storm, Samsa, and Apache Flink or something. So um, you can use stuff like this. Or you can just simply, um, if you're, uh, if you're on a, I mean, the thing is always for also for the deployment. So if you're, uh, if you're running something like a a Cloudera uh, instance or a Cloudera distribution, um, it's super simple. You get the parcels for Kafka. You get the parcels for Spark, and you can run this basically also on AWS, on EC2 instances. So you set up the instances, set up the, the, the cluster, and then you create some APIs, and those APIs directly produce or into Kafka, have Kafka produces, yeah, JSON, yeah, you, you, I mean, the JSON template itself, you're, of course, this is all JSON here, um, I mean the JSON. Of course, you you it depends on what data you're collecting and um, what uh, what uh, you're measuring. But just a a super simple JSON. Um, I mean, I don't know. As I said, it depends on what you're what you're handling. And then you have your streaming, and also what you're doing is you're logging each of the JSON. Um, messages into a S3 a file and so you're getting a file that is building up and then you can use that file and um, yeah yeah and then you can analyze it um, Dragonfly says I wish I know what template is in this context um yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the, the thing is, um, what, what I'm, uh, what I'm guessing is, and, and this is also when you look at stuff that they are also using stuff like Goku and so on. Um, what they, what they, I, my guess is what they are doing is they are, they are sending messages. They have in the JSON a timestamp, basically when the action has happened. A, a identifier of a of the action itself. This might be might be a few um, few uh, types or, or or classes. So you can have a let's say a, a home page, and then you have uh, some functions under the home page. So you you have a you have a hierarchical uh, thing, or you have multiple. Are, are they? called tuples mm. so uh, you can define a very a very uh, fine or have a fine de fine definition of where what metric you're collecting and then you're creating uh, or you're uh, transmitting a value for this metric uh, how often has he clicked or, or something and then you just put it in the JSON and send it over and boom that's it so I don't think this is this is super super hard. Yeah, and then you you put everything, for instance, in a, like a time series database, and you can measure everything. Um, maybe I should do a post about this. Hmm. But overall, JSON is a is a good is a good choice, and yeah, it it depends on the use case. Yeah, depends on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next is like timestamp event. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are multiple ways to to do this, but I would say. 
Ja. Ähm. Das was. Yeah, I, I would say we, we leave it with this. I have some, some other things here with improving HBase backup efficiency at Pinterest. They have some, it uh, looks like they have some problems with, with backup. Um, yeah. I should write this down. <laughs> um, last thing I wrote down was Jenkins. Um, Jason. JSON template for clickstream. Okay, maybe I can make a, a short template that I that I would say uh, for the next stream. Don't know how much time I have tomorrow. Um, yeah, so uh, a few other things uh, that you can look into uh, improving HBase backup efficiency. Um, Cloud native stuff. Um, yeah, stream sets. Right, Nick, you mentioned this last time. Yeah, and okay, this was the analytics. I had another one. On the, what was that? Uh, yeah, that was that was super super complicated. So I, I left this out, but I'm going to put it into um into the into the description. That was how how they budget uh, how they set up the the stuff for the streams and the um, the messages. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, guys, um, as always, please, if you like this one, hit the like button and yeah, look into sharing this. Um, please share this with some friends. As, I would like to get more people in here somehow. I'm not sure um, if I'm. I'm not sure if if this is the wrong time slot, or I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. Um, statistically, I should get some more people in here, um, but let me just check the statistics from this stream. Yeah, you guys are here. This which is awesome, and I'm I'm happy that you like it. Uh, but I would, I would, I, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure what I'm, what I'm doing wrong here. Um, to not get more people into the stream. So we had 28 visitors basically today. Maybe it's the time slot. Maybe not. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, Dragonfly says I have an idea. Sure. <laughs> Let me know. Um, that would be great. Because I, I think for topic wise this uh Yeah, yeah I'm I'm yeah, Nick, this is I'm I'm guessing this is the problem here. Uh, the problem is uh I'm I'm starting at uh ten thirty in the evenings here and so basically um Every everyone uh, east of me is is basically is basically asleep, and I think it's three three something for India. So these guys are are asleep, and no, it's not that. Yeah, but I'm 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 trying to share the recordings to um, to get the information out there. Uh, on Friday, I, I don't know if you have seen it. Uh, I did a a no, no, it was not on Friday. It was on, on Thursday. I did a short stream about uh, how to build a data engineering PC or, or a data science PC that you can also do machine learning and deep learning with. Um, there was basically no one there. 
we, we were, there was one guy there and he didn't <laughs> he didn't talk and so after 20 minutes i bailed <laughs> Dragonfly says, instead of five days a week, reduce it to a couple of days a week. We can then build that momentum around it via LinkedIn and social media. Get uh, one in, in on a weekend. And I think you should have more people in that way. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm... Uh, the thing is... I, I I thought about it. Um, how often should I stream? And I'm, yeah. The weekend is is also is uh, always family time. So weekend is is weekend. I cannot do the weekends. And um, yeah, I'm 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 I committed myself to do uh, everyday stream. So people. If if people get around and and uh, finding this stream, they know it's going to be every day the same time, and also I can share some some stuff that I uh, that I uh, that I find cool and that I like. Um, one thing I I, I bring I, I'd like to bring up one more thing here uh, a uh, a comment from LinkedIn. Let me just pull it up. Um, there was a question from LinkedIn, and I think we can answer this here quite fast. Um, let me just bring it up. Um, there was the question from Rohit, who basically said, uh, my question leading from, from a older post of mine, uh, can you or anyone reading this kindly pour, point out a real-world use case where a relational database storing more than one gigabyte of data needs to be queried in this manner? So queried um, in parallel on that your uh, that this is you need to query entire one gigabyte of data to extract information. Thanks. Um, David has uh, written some stuff here. Uh, the thing is, I, I'm... Um, I think Rohit, uh, this is uh, basically the the uh, case studies that we are looking at. This is a a use case more or less every day for for these information. So, um, or for the for these processing, these companies are working with a lot of data, and it's very very uh, quick to get in this day in this amount of data. Uh, especially if you're if you're running batch jobs and doing batch analytics like uh, we have seen with Pinterest where they are um, they're doing analytics once an hour or once a day for for everyone so yeah so I I think these type of questions are are necessary but um, yeah this it's basically very very one gigabyte is, is not that much and especially if you're looking at machine learning where you query for the training a lot of data and then analyze it um one gigabyte is nothing okay guys um i can check one more thing um Another thing is you could have at least five dedicated people who can make posts online. Uh, those platforms I mentioned can make a generic post using the YouTube link to drive engagement. Um, I don't need, don't worry, don't need to make a post tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm doing my best here. I'm trying to um, I'm trying to cut. Uh, cut small pieces and share them for instance on linkedin and on fa on my facebook and so on so um yeah that stuff works uh if uh, but if you find uh something here interesting just make a screenshot and make a a quick uh make a quick post somewhere and and link to the stream that would be that would be awesome if you like something uh, especially and want to point something out that i maybe have forgotten 
uh, just make a post and I make a screenshot. Don't worry about. Uh, uh, oops. Don't worry about anything uh, that that it's my material. If you like stuff and if if you're uh, if you're some part uh, like share the video and and it's it's okay. Put it somewhere. Um. Yeah, Nick says, uh, can make a post about stream sets because uh, I'm using it daily, but not sure about this week. That would be awesome. Um, we can share if you if you're doing this, um, and if you're doing it, for instance, on Medium, we can share it in the Plumbers of Data Science Medium um, Medium publication, and yeah, and on LinkedIn and so on. So yeah. Okay, guys. Um, that's it for now. Um, let's meet tomorrow. I'm not a hundred percent sure what to review tomorrow. I'm, I need to look into this. I'm going to sh uh, share that tomorrow morning and uh, what we're going to look into. Um, yeah. Uh, for everybody watching on the recording, all the links are in the in the description of the video. And if you would like to support me, you can support me on Patreon. Just throw to throw in a few bucks and uh, yeah, help me uh, or, or support me on this endeavor here. Uh, you can you also have there the uh, access to the newest cookbook with the links to the um, case studies. And I'm going to update this more and more and more. Okay, guys. Um, again, thanks for watching, and see you tomorrow. Now, if I could find the stop streaming button 